All right, welcome back to the GP project. Um, I didn't really listen to the last episode at all. I think I listened to like all of like five minutes of it, and I was like, "Oh boy, I should probably explain why I have a lisp." So um, it's actually kind of funny because there's two stories in the news right now where um, people have used uh, gorilla glue in their hair, and um, over the years. Over the last, I don't know, say 10 years or so, um, I got uh, two of my teeth knocked out on either side of my big teeth, two front teeth. So I'm missing those teeth. I have fake teeth to put in, but they uh, you're not supposed to eat with them in. It's like a flipper tooth. So you just stick it in. It looks like you have teeth. And, um, I don't usually wear it when I'm at home. Um, and I don't wear it around family because nobody cares if I'm missing teeth. Um, but what was funny is, oh yeah, the Gorilla Glue, uh, stories in the news and then me. So you're not supposed to eat with this, uh, with the, with the flipper tooth in. And, uh, I said, you know what? I'm not pulling it out in front of friends and people and then eating and then putting it back in. I said it looks stupid, so uh, I basically just I just uh, I just ate with them in all the time, and um, yeah, they eventually broke. So one one broke uh, off a chicken wing, and then the other one broke uh, off some pizza. I was actually <laughs> I was actually out visiting uh, a friend. Um, uh, her name's Hazel. She used to go to Chesamere as well. Um, she was looking to rent her basement and, uh, I went to go look at it and then we ended up ordering pizza and I was eating pizza and, and I broke the tooth. So what I did was instead of paying another like 350 bucks for them to mold my mouth and then get it all redone, uh, yeah, I did, ex I did, I just went and got Gorilla Glue and I, uh, I filed all like, like the part that goes onto the top of your mouth. I filed it all off and made everything even. And then I, I went and used the Gorilla Glue on the teeth. Uh, and and was like, and I would hold it there. And then I would like, you know, let it sit and set. It didn't have to set like hard. Just like set enough for me to like leave it alone and it not move. The only problem with that is that I, I would be getting Gorilla Glue on my finger. So once it was like totally set... When I'd go to get my fingers off, uh, I would pry uh, my finger off, and it would it would pry the tooth off. So I I ended up just gluing my finger to the to the tooth, and and then that wasn't working. So I had to figure out a way to not touch uh, the tooth or the glue, and then get them set in there. I eventually had uh, figured it out, and I got it. I got it enough. To where it they were kind of in the right place but not really so they were a little bit loose so I just went and jammed it in my mouth anyway and I just let the glue I left my I left I left my mouth open and just sort of just let her let the air hit it and uh, and uh, hopefully um, for it to set in the right place so that the teeth didn't look like there was any gaps or anything like that so uh, but then what happened was uh, the Gorilla Glue actually like glued to the side of my 
Realty. So once again, you know, I had the same issue. Uh, I had to try and pry the, you know, the plaster part from the, the top of my mouth out with the teeth, you know, all intact. And um, I'm going to say it took about uh, four or five tries doing that. And then I think one broke even after that, even after I glued it. So then, so then I had to like really file it down because there was all this old glue on there. So I have it now dialed in and uh, the, it fits in perfect. Um, <clears throat> but I think I talk with more of a lisp when I have that in than I do without it. So um, yeah, so anyway, that was a funny story just because of the whole like people putting Gorilla Glue in their hair and, and stuff. It's like... Yeah, that's wild. I don't know why anybody would do that. That stuff is so strong. I mean, you put it on your fingers and it's like, you put your fingers together and it just basically rips your skin off. Like, I go rock climbing and I put Gorilla Glue on my fingers just to, to do, uh, just so that it doesn't rip off, the, like the rock doesn't rip off my skin. It rips off the glue instead. So I'll do that and band-aids and stuff like that and... Yeah, a bunch of stuff. Uh, rock climbing is really not where I was trying to go with this, but um, so going back to uh, the last uh, episode, I said I was going to pick off at Mexico uh, the second trip, but I but I did remember um, some things from the last one that I did. So uh, I couldn't remember the second girl that I had met with uh, Jeff uh, when I met Tash. Uh, I believe it was um, a girl named Karen, uh, I think. I don't know. I'm, I'm guessing here, but I'm pretty sure it was Karen. And then Erica's friend was Danielle. Danielle was like like this really short, nice smile, almost like a mongoose kind of. Like she was like really nice, but like really feisty at the same time. So um, it was almost like... Yeah, like if you ever owned like a Chucky doll or like something like that and it's or, or a painting and you feel like it's kind of always staring at you. That's kind of how that's kind of how Danielle is. You know, you never know when she's going to jump over the table and just you know jam a fruit roll up down your throat or something like that. So um, those were the four girls uh, that I first met coming to Chesmere. Um and then uh, I did remember the girl's name from the first trip to Mexico. Her name was Lydia. Uh, she's from North Carolina. I do not remember her last name. Um, so um, before, yeah. So and then I also wanted to talk about was um, another thing that I used to do with Jeff and his uh, and his dad, and uh, and that was pheasant hunting. Um, they took me a couple times. And I only remember this was because I talked about Bounty and how bad he stunk. And I just remember going pheasant hunting with with the Jeffs. It's so weird. Your your best friend's name's Jeff. His dad's name's Jeff. Like, what a quadinkadink, right? So we go hunting. Big Jeff. I'm pretty sure Big Jeff has only ever called me by my name the first time he ever met me. Um, after that, it was always girl. So he used to like slap me and call me a girl, like anytime we we're doing anything, or like, pain, you're such a girl, pain, you're such a girl. And he would hit me or slap me <laughs> in the chest or something like that and go do this, go do that. Um, 
so yeah, I was basically, uh, he would never trust me with a gun. Uh, he wouldn't trust me with a slingshot. So we, uh, I used to just do what Bounty did, right? So we get out to these fields and they're like, he's like, this is what you're going to do. <laughs> you and the dog are going to run into these trees. And then when the birds start flying, we're going to start shooting. <laughs> I'm like, all right, well, that's how it's going to go. Then that's how it's going to go. And man, they used to drop like, I don't know. They used to shoot and, you know, pheasants would just fall. I remember eating pheasant, but you have to like pick out all the bug shot. And I don't know, it was kind of gross, but he did let me shoot the gun once. Uh, it was uh, just a pop can on a fence post. Uh, and um, I missed it. <laughs> so that's with a shotgun. So I'm pretty sure like when they were shooting birds, like four would drop at the same time. And I'm like 10 feet away from this fence post and I somehow missed altogether. So, you know, me lining, guns are never my thing. And, um, uh, yeah, no one should give me one and no one should trust me with one. So that was uh, another really good experience that I had because I probably would have never been hunting if it hadn't been for, for those two. So, um, so I want to get to the... I wanted to get to the Mexico trip, um, but then I also want to kind of uh, talk about um, uh, like the high school, you know, uh, relationship thing. Uh, you know, I uh, I dated somebody all through high school. Um, um, I don't remember. It was 10, 11, 12 or 9, 10, 11, 12. I don't know. Maybe 10, 11, 12 is when that all started. Um, I never really had any, uh, relationship advice growing up. So I never had a, I did have somewhat of a fling girlfriend in grade seven in my small town. And we used to like, you know, back then we had no cell phones or anything like that. So the only time, I mean, yeah, I had to walk to her house or call her and her parents usually picked up. So they were like, that's, you know, that's not happening. So you just have to go over there or say like at school you're talking like okay let's meet at the playground seven o'clock tonight boom and then we can you know kiss and make out or do whatever so that was great that was grade seven so but after that i never really had any um kind of uh like a, like i had a lot of male like figures in my life so i had my i had my uncle joe i had big jeff you know i had um Another guy named Ron, um, another guy I won't name, but um, these are all guy. these are all older guys that kind of like took me in as a son. And so, um, but I didn't have anything leading up to grade 12 or even going into high school for, for relationship advice. So everything was really new to me. So I really didn't know how to act. I didn't know uh, what to do or what to say. Um, I know the L word was, uh, tossed around a lot, but I, I, I truly don't think you really mean it. You know, when you're in high school, I mean, if I was going to give advice or if I had gotten advice, I probably wouldn't have listened to it anyway, because you really don't listen to your parents when you're younger. I like, you know, your mom tells you to put a jacket on when it's cold out. You don't, you get cold. You wish you listened and you just, and you would do it again and again and again. So it probably wouldn't have mattered if I, if I had a, like a, like a dad around or something like that to say, uh, you know, you probably don't want to like get in a relationship in high school. You know, you probably want to like play the field or whatever. 
but uh, that's pretty much what ended up happening anyway. I mean, it was, uh, I think it was, you know, it was fun the first like two years. It was exciting. You know, you're like learning all these uh, different kind of emotions and things like that. And then it just sort of, once you get into grade 12, there's just like, you know, between, I mean, everyone's just trying to make it through the, the weekday. And then hopefully someone's parents gone so you can have a party and drink. And then that's when all hell breaks loose, right? So, uh, like, I never, I, I just, uh, yeah, I made a lot of mis, I made a lot of mistakes in that relationship. Um, which are, I, I think, are pretty well known. I don't think I really need to get into them. I think everybody knows what I did uh, in high school, especially in grade 12. I mean, everybody and... Uh, uh, all the friends that I uh, hung out with, I mean, they were all doing the same thing too, right? I mean, you go to a party and you see your buddy, you know, making out with some chick and you know he's dating somebody else and it's just like, it wasn't really a big deal, you know? You kind of felt, um, it was good though to get like that, uh, that kind of like that feeling of jealousy uh, for the first time because it, that's, that's good to bring into uh, uh, later down the road, like what not to do. Like, you know, so, but, but I also got into a kind of like, I don't give a, you know, about, about anything, right? Like I, I, I could be like, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, someone could die. Uh, and I, and then I, you know, the next day it just, I just kind of go on with myself or if I was dating somebody for like two years, you know, I, I could turn it around in like three days and be dating somebody else. Like my heart was never like in a, in a position to be like like totally like all like all in and be totally heartbroken like I don't think that um I don't think that I was ever really totally heartbroken I think that um that's something a little psychotic about me is that I just don't have those kind of feelings um I mean obviously I care about the people that I'm with but at the end of the day really you're like you know, sometimes, you know, say if you're dating somebody for three months, uh, you know, you're, you're more mad that you wasted your time and spent money on that person than, than you were actually like mad about it not working out. You're more just like, oh man, I paid for all that food or, you know, I took her to Callaway Park. <laughs> I don't even know if that place is still open. Um, so, uh, yeah, so that was basically my uh, my 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 high school. Like, so I I kind of just wanted to paint a picture of like a little bit of my high school because my high school was so good. Like my junior high and my high school, even even elementary, everything was all so good. You know, so it wasn't like I was coming from a like a bad spot. It wasn't like I came from an abusive family. I didn't come from like you know. Uh, like anything bad I actually had like a really good upbringing and so for me to later on in life get into all this all this garbage it really had nothing to do uh, with high school and it had uh, nothing to do with junior high it had nothing to do with my upbringing um, you know I had a really good upbringing I used to dirt bike all the time uh, we used to skateboard all the time uh, you know like uh, like my mom reminded me uh um, you know, she used to drive us to, uh, downtown Calgary at the Millennium Skate Park and me and Baddock and Chris would just skate and Dallas would skate and, you know, until we all got our vehicles and then 
we all just went and did it ourselves. So, yeah, I kind of wanted to touch uh, a little bit on the high school part. Um, I don't really want, I mean, I could probably tell stories for like, for days about high school, right? But nobody really, I don't think that anybody really wants to hear about it because it's just kind of boring. You know, like I, I, I touched on, on my, my cheating abilities, uh, my cheating <laughs> relationships and tests. Um, I've touched on that first Mexico trip and, uh, you know, the sea doing and all the stuff like that. So the, uh, going into the, uh, second Mexico trip. Now I can't remember if we went before we graduated or after we graduated, but I don't think it really mattered because in Mexico, I don't think they really care about your age so I'm, I'm not I'm not too sure if it was before and after I thought it was like somewhat of a grad present but um that might not have been the case but anyway once um once we got out there to to Mexico and and by the way Chris came with us to to Mexico it was it was me Jeff big Jeff and Chris so and we all had the I am Canadian uh drinking jerseys like the like the you guys know what I'm talking about like the I am Canadian symbol like you get on the beer cans and they were in jerseys I don't think we had our names on the back or anything like that but we were just the three Jeffs and the Chris and um we spent two weeks there and probably cost big Jeff more money than he ever imagined um we uh we uh we we ended up meeting so we ended up meeting uh some girls there from london and how we met them is i was actually in the uh the pool playing some sort of drinking game you know where you're playing volleyball and i just seen this i seen this girl uh and i just took the volleyball and i just hucked it at her face and uh that's what sparked the conversation so when i went to go get the ball I hit her in the face, and then I learned that her name was uh, Natalie. She had a sister. I don't remember her sister's name, but I know that's who. She had two sisters, but one was like, you know, um, she was she wasn't uh, anyone's type. Let's say she wasn't anyone's type. Um, oh yeah, and if you haven't noticed, I got a I got a microphone now, so I hope hopefully this is more clear. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not too sure, but, uh, yeah, I got a microphone. It's got, I tried to set it up. I don't even think I set it up right. So it's probably echoing or something, but I said that I wasn't going to listen to these and I wasn't going to edit it. So if it sounds like crap, you guys can let me know. Um, so anyway, back to the story. Uh, so that's how I met Natalie. And that was weird because it actually kind of turned into like, (laughs) like somewhat of a relationship. I'm pretty sure she dropped the she she dropped the L bomb like pretty quick like she was like right in love with me like and it was funny because I was also uh hitting on this other girl name I, I'm pretty sure her name was Katie and she, I don't know where she was from but I do remember the ending to that story uh with Katie was um we were in her parents room oh no her parents like their whole room they had like a like a like a suite like a penthouse suite kind of thing and it had a hot tub on the balcony 
and me and her were in the hot tub uh, making out and her parents were like super religious, like crazy religious. And uh, they weren't supposed to be home and I and they came home and they lost their shit. And uh, and I was out of there and that was the end of that. And then, uh, you know, Natalie uh, didn't know any of that that stuff. So so we ended up doing like we, we did the booze cruises uh, I was hitting on, uh, two, uh, American English teachers, uh, I was trying to tell them some, you know, some fake stuff about Canada, about, like, Tim Hort, Mr. Tim Hortons and stuff like that, you know, like, those classic Canadian jokes, I was just, like, I was drunk and I was telling them that, I mean, if you think that you're gonna go to Mexico and sit in a hot tub in the heat and drink as much as you think you can drink and then get out of that hot tub and be, like, normal... You're off your rocker, buddy, because <laughs> the heat, I don't know what it is, but I went to multiple bars along the beach and every single time I ended up face down in the, in, in the beach. As soon as I left the bar, I was passed out hitting the floor. So that was, um, that's how drunk you can get when you're there. And I did, and we did, me, Jeff, we got drunk, uh, a lot, Chris, was a hammer show um he was uh he basically had gotten into this little mini relationship with natalie's sister i i man i can't her her name was sarah that's right yeah it was sarah sarah natalie that was uh and they were from london and and at the time when we were there they were shooting the movie uh oh what's that one with uh brad pitt uh uh, Troy so they were filming the movie Troy in Cabo and so we had uh, we did we had seen uh, Brad Pitt uh, at a restaurant uh, we didn't get to get close to them but we did get to see them um, and his stunt double was staying at the same resort that we were so we so it sucked because we had like this extremely like good-looking Brad Pitt guy which was kind of taken away from you know, the good looking Canadian guys, you know, so, um, but we did manage to snag the hot chicks, but knowing all that, it was funny because she, like Natalie was like, she was so in love with me, man. Like she would say it all the time, you know, and like, um, I remember, uh, the last night we were there. Oh no. Actually, uh, we did, we, we wrecked a scooter, I should mention that too. We, we, you know, Jackass and CKY and like all those movies, uh, we, we, me and Jeff used to watch that stuff all the time. So we ended up taking uh, the scooters off of like a, like a force there, you know, like just like bunny hopped them off, <laughs> ended up like blowing out the tires on one and yeah, the scooters were totally trashed. Pretty sure insurance took care of it. If not, uh, Big Jeff definitely took care of it. Um, we went on several booze cruises and we paid for all the girls to go on. Well, we didn't pay for it, obviously, but um, <laughs> somebody did. <laughs> and uh, so we had a really good time there. Um, I uh, 
uh, it's a funny story, was the last night that we were there, I got so drunk that I was, I'm pretty sure that I had a combination of alcohol poisoning with the fact that I drank the water. Well, I was eating the ice cubes. I don't know if I physically drank the water, but I was eating the ice ice cubes at the bottom of these screwdrivers. And and these screwdrivers are aren't screwdrivers. So orange juice is is harder to get there than probably just straight vodka. So it's a it's a very clear orange juice, <laughs> a very clear screwdriver that you get there because they pour a lot of vodka and uh, a very little orange juice and you sit down for, you know, two hours and have, you know, multiple drinks. When you go to stand up, you're done. Like the sun, between the sun and all that, you are done. And then we went fishing. Uh, we, we went to go catch, um, I don't even know what they wanted to catch, but we ended up, we ended up hooking, uh, well, but, uh, minus me getting seasick for the first, like, I don't know, probably hour. You know, once you go out in sea and you can't see land anymore, it is kind of freaky. And uh, when I did the snorkeling, we were by the shore, so I was okay. Except for when I was in snorkeling, you, I was a little bit claustrophobic because... You can't breathe, right? It's not scuba diving. It's just it's just snorkeling. So you just hold your breath. You go down, and um, Jeff, being the dick that he is, I had uh, you're supposed to like feed like these fish like some crackers, and then they come near you and whatnot. And and he came down, and I had all these crackers in my shorts pocket, and he just punches me in the leg and breaks all the crackers, and like five hundred fish just come attack me. I, I had like. A panic attack. I freaked out. Um, I'm pretty sure I saw uh, like uh, uh, one of those like needle nose fish or sword swordfish maybe or uh, I don't know. It was something with really pointy nose and it freaked me out. And I got back up and I was like, I'm not going back in there. And especially if Jeff's gonna do that, I'm definitely not going back in there because it's free. Like he doesn't care about fish, but being around him, but I uh, I I care deeply about fish coming and attacking me because I don't know I've seen piranha so I don't know maybe they're like that I don't know maybe they're just nice so we did the we did the snorkeling I mean man we did everything we did the snorkeling we did the quadding we did uh like quadding up in the dunes and stuff like that that was really fun so we did we we did all that kind of stuff out there like the second trip to Mexico was awesome so the fishing trip we went uh, we ended up snagging this huge marlin. I think it was like like a 400 pounds, 350 pound marlin. Um, the three of us. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't know if Chris came on the boat, but if he was, he was there. Um, so you have to sit in this chair with a with a with a rod in between your leg, and this thing is just like like bent to the water. And so what you and so you're reeling and reeling and reeling and and. It, you get tired so then you switch out so you reel and you reel and you reel and then you and then jeff would switch out with me and by the time that he would switch out in the chair with me that fish is are is already gone like it, it's already ran out the line that i just re reeled in so we really weren't getting anywhere as we were switching off and so after about two and a half hours of us doing that and me throwing up um this 
<laughs> the guy working the boat, he came up, grabbed the rod, and I think it was like 15 minutes he had that fish in the boat. So <laughs> uh, we caught that. Uh, we we hooked a sailfish, but we weren't going to bring it back because we already had enough meat. We saw a shark. We were uh, we were wanting to go after that, and they said uh, they said no, and I was like, well, whatever. And then they uh, we saw some hammerhead sharks, and he said that uh, you can swim in hammerhead sharks because they can't open their mouths big enough. But I don't know if I trust that. So that might have been just something he was saying to get me to do something stupid. So anyway, um. After doing that, so the fishing was fun. Uh, the booze cruises were fun, ex except for <laughs> you get so drunk on those damn things. Uh, and I still have pictures. I'll try and find the pictures, and then uh, I'll, I'll 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 post I'll post them up. But Jeff's hilarious. He had braces, and he was like super red. You know, he, he had the red hair. So the sun hits him, he's just he's just beat red, right? And um, we get off this booze cruise. And uh, onto the dock, and well, I was right back in the water. I mean, it took about two seconds. You feel like you're still on the boat, or you know, it was a combination of still feeling like you're on the boat, rocking all around because of the waves, and all the booze that you drank when you were on there. And as soon as you step foot off of that boat and onto that dock, I went one way, maybe zigzag the other way, and I was right back in the oceans i was in the water so um jeff had more experience than i did on boats so uh you know they were all good they just like kind of walked around um and just to let everybody know how much shit we got in there um if anybody knows jeff's mom she is the, she's a saint she's the absolute nicest person you will ever meet um I could not say she I could not say more nice things about her like she's uh she's a sweetheart she would do anything for you she, when you're sick she takes care of you uh she was awesome and so within two days of being there for two weeks she didn't talk to us a single word for 12 days and <laughs> so that's how mad she was <laughs> because usually she would just go you know previous trips you know she likes just reading the books and getting the tan and you know doing you know uh tours and stuff like that like that like one time we did like a like a nine or a 12 hour tour it was, it, it was the worst i mean we got to see hotel california like the actual one on the album cover but it took like 12 hours to get there and in, in a van <laughs> it was hot and I was just like man this sucks this is the worst tour I've ever been and I don't care if I see Hotel California so that that was pretty funny uh yeah Mrs. uh Jeff's mom she was she was so mad man and most of it was I think it was because of the second night it was uh it was all three or four of us uh holding each other up trying to get back to the room singing oh canada as loud as we can and uh there's you know security guards came in and uh all this other stuff another another funny story was um i was so we were all hanging around this one girl okay and i so i must have been 18 
And so this isn't like some messed up thing. Like I legitimately thought that like if you looked at this girl, you would probably you'd think that she was older than 18. And um so me and her were just walking around. We weren't doing anything. We we're just walking around. I, I think we were actually looking for weed uh off of some local people around the um the resort that we were in. And um what ended up happening was uh her aunt who she came on the trip with was freaking out because they couldn't find her and it turned out that she was only like 14 years old or something like that and i which was surprising and you know uh i just remember the security guard and uh, big jeff was behind the security guard and the security guard grabbed the girl and brought her back to her aunt and, and big jeff comes up to me and he's like He's like, oh man, that sucks. It happens to everyone. <laughs> I was like, what happened? What happened? I didn't get it. And I, I apparently it was because I didn't know what her actual age was. But thank God, you know, just you know, just in case anything happened. I don't even think that would have been illegal. But I mean, nonetheless, it's still weird. I mean, the girl, she, she looked like she was twenty one. So um, uh, once that was over. Um, one of the other bad things... Oh, yeah, I was telling you the story about um, the last night that we were there. I I was I drank a lot. I think I had alcohol poisoning. I had eaten some ice cubes. Um, that uh, I got really sick, like super sick. So I was like puking, sitting on the toilet at the same time, puking and doing that, you know, at the same time. Everything... Everything was coming out at the same time, all the time. And so I ended up, uh, oh, right. So I, so we get the taxi to go to the airport and I'm so sick. Like if I move, I'm going to puke. So, you know, Jeff's mom's got me and we barely get into the cab and I'm just holding on for dear life because I feel like throwing up and some other stuff. And I just remember, like, so the whole re little relationship that I had with Natalie that whole time and her, like, dropping the L word and, you know, being pretty much pretty invested into this, into me, saying, like, oh, I'm going to come to Canada and visit and stuff. And I, I, I literally did not say goodbye to her. Uh, she was at the window. I remember she was at the window of the cab. And I just kept thinking in my head, like, if you roll this window down, I am going to throw up all over this chick and it's going to be the worst experience of her life. <laughs> so we made it to the airport and I just went to the bathroom instantly and I, and, uh, I spent most of the time there. Um, and then, and then I just remember big Jeff coming up to me and he said, he said, you better, he's like, you better pull your shit together because I'm not missing this fucking flight. <laughs> and I was like, I was just like, oh man. I was like, I don't even know if I can pull myself together. So, uh, I, uh, Jeff's mom gave me like a bunch of, um, you know, stuff for your stomach, you know, to, to keep you from getting sick, you know? Um, and, uh, I, I think I had a piece of gum for the the flight so my ears didn't pop and stuff like that so anyway we make it onto the plane and i fall asleep which was perfect it was a win-win for everybody so i fell asleep 
But when I woke up and we were at uh, Los Angeles airport, my eyes were like car accident bloodshot. Like it looked like I had just gotten in a car accident. They weren't just like, like stoner bloodshot. They were like every blood vessel in my eye. It was like bright, bright red. Uh, it was, it was crazy looking. And I remember we were trying to go through, uh, customs and they were asking me so many questions about Jeff's parents because they thought that I was being abused or was I being abused or like they were, they asked, they asked me so many different questions, so many different ways. And I was just like, I was just like, no, I just, I drank too much. I probably ate some ice cubes. I think Jeff called it Montezuma's Revenge. I think that's what it's called. Maybe it's not. Uh, but I was, but I was super sick and they almost didn't let us through, uh, customs to, to, uh, to get on our flight to go back to, gee, I don't even know it. I think it flew right back into Calgary, uh, from, from Cali. Like when you leave from there, you go, we went from Calgary to like Dallas or Houston or or something like that. And then over to, and then to Mexico. And then on the way back, I think it was just Mexico to LA to, uh, to, uh, back to home, home base where I had the bloodshot eyes and, uh, I was really messed up. So, um, that, that was basically the, uh, this, the second trip to Mexico. And, um, I, I do know that it cost uh, Big Jeff a considerable amount of money. We found out later um, that, you know, all the bars and the booze cruises that we took, I think we misunderstood what the gold card actually meant. <laughs> like, the gold card wasn't like, oh, you get this card and now everything's kind of like free at the resort. <laughs> it was just like... It was just a, a gold card that you got, I don't know, maybe a discount, I don't know, a timeshare discount or something. Uh, I, ne I never really knew what it was uh, for, but, you know, us being us, we just thought it just meant free. So, yeah, it cost a lot of money to do that kind of stuff. And uh, so I was lucky to be able to do it. It was a really good trip. And when I got back, uh, you know, that was... That was the end of high school. I, I graduated. I was uh, I was done with it. And that, what did I do after high school? I uh, I moved to uh, I moved to. I'll talk about this for a bit, just so that we can get into it, and then I'll get more into it uh, in the in this in the third episode. So we'll we'll finish the rest of this off. I have I think twenty more minutes to talk. So. We'll this will take 20 minutes to talk about. So when I graduated from high school, it was, you know, relationship was done. It was, uh, I was, I planned on moving to uh, my father's house. He lived out in uh, Kelowna. Uh, I was going to live there for a year. And then I was going to come back to Calgary. So, but what ended up happening was, is earlier on in uh i think it was in grade 12 or something like that uh one of my buddies had ended up going to vancouver 
he got on a bunch of uh, muscle building supplements. And he came back and he was just like, he was huge. Like, he used to be like the skinniest kid. Now he's like jacked. He had like turtles for abs. I mean, it was a complete 360 in the year that we hadn't seen him or the six months that we hadn't seen him. And so, and everybody loved it. So that's kind of what I thought everybody loved was that. So I kind of had this thing in my head. Okay. So think of it being as like me in my head. I'm thinking I'm done high school. I'm going to take a year off and then I'm going to go back to school. But I want to look good, right? Like I want to change myself. I want to get out of this wee man uh, crap. I want, you know, I don't, I want shoulders. I don't want to have no shoulders. I don't want to weigh 145 pounds. I want to, I want to feel some shirts out, you know, Uh, be able to buy some clothes and do that, that sort of thing. So that's, that's what I did. I moved there and um, I I moved out to my dad's and uh, a buddy of mine, uh, from out in Calgary, he mailed me out. Um, I'll just, I'll call it as what it is, is steroids. So he, he sent me out, I think f- four bottles of it. Um, and that's pretty much exactly what I did. I, I remember the first time I ever gave myself a shot. Oh my God. I put it in my leg and I don't know if you've ever stuck an inch and a half I think it was a 25, 25, 25 gauge, inch and a half needle. I buried it. I was burying it in my leg because that's where I thought. Everybody always thinks that you have to put it in your butt, but you don't. You can put it in your leg, your butt, your shoulders, pretty much. You, I mean, if you have a really small needle, you can put it in your pec if you really want. You can put it anywhere. You can put, put it in your bicep. It doesn't matter. So, you know, it's just oil. It just spreads out and goes everywhere. So it gets into your system. So the first time I ever put it in my leg, I hit something like a huge vein or something like, or, or, or uh, I don't know what I hit a nerve and it, my whole leg just like shook like crazy. And it felt like I was being electrocuted and I let go of the needle and the needles is like flopping around on my leg. And I was, and I was just like, Oh my God. And I was just like, okay, I'm not pushing this thing in any further. I'm just going to like, push all this oil into me and that's what I did and then I ended up going down to a to a gym in uh in Kelowna where a uh, guy that owned the gym he was a bodybuilder and he actually showed me a little bit more of how to do uh things properly because I after about after about six weeks he he knew I was he I was on something because um it doesn't take long. I mean, when you go from 140 pounds even to uh, um, 150 pounds or 155 pounds, but like muscle, like you're shredded, like your arms are bigger, you're veiny. I mean, so he knew I was on something. So he basically was like, if you're going to do it, do it right. Be safe. You know, this is what it's, what's going on. So I ended up doing that for a year. I was even going to to uh, uh uh tanning i was tanning even though it was like you know 35 degrees out and sunny and i could go swimming every day and i worked for uh Kelowna parasail and uh we would take people out on the parasail and i also worked at uh the keg so both those jobs 
doing steroids all year. I um I I started to get uh very cocky. Once I knew that I was getting bigger and I could physically see that I was getting bigger and more ripped and my abs were like coming out, things were things were happening for me. So, but it changed at such a young age. You I mean, obviously you shouldn't do it at that young age, young age. I mean, your frontal cortex or whatever it is isn't even fully developed until you're like 25. So, you're really not even supposed to smoke weed until you're after 25. So, you're definitely not supposed to be doing steroids when you're uh, you know, 19 years old or whatever it is. So, uh I ended up doing that. I'm uh, the only friend I met there was a guy named Curtis, uh, which was funny because my middle name is Curtis. So I met Curtis. We both worked at the keg together. I worked at, at the parasail place. Um, it was so funny, man. Like uh, working that boat. I remember uh, one time uh, we were out on the boat and we had somebody in the air and we ran out of fuel. And you would think, you know, a parasail being a parachute that, you know, this person's going to just parachute down. But it's nothing like that. There's a giant hole on top of it and so much air gets through it. And they fall a lot faster than you think. So there's like two of us up at the back deck and we're trying to pull this line in as fast as we can to get this girl in. And she just like smokes the water. She didn't hit it hard, but... But, you know, we had to jump in and go get her because, you know, like she was all tangled up in the chute and and who else, who knows what else would have happened. So um, we did that. I did that on there. And then me and Kurt, Kurt, we worked at the keg and I was so cocky there, man. Like I, I actually wasn't even I wasn't even like thinking girls. It was like I wanted to like I, I wanted to to show up other dudes. So. Like, there was other guys that worked there that would, like, you know, tell me. Like, I, I, I was just, like, a busboy, right? So, I was just I was just busing tables, like, just, and setting tables. I wasn't doing anything. I wasn't a cooker. I wasn't a cooker, nothing like that. So, uh, when I was, uh, when I was doing that, there was guys there that would be, like, yeah, go bust this table for me, whatever. And I used to just be, like, I, uh, man, I used to swear at guys. I used to call them out. I used to get right in their face, I'd be like, you want to go outside, like, I thought I was king shit, I probably would have got my ass kicked, like, big time, but, you know, you just, mentally, with all the testosterone going through your body, you just think, like, you just take on anybody, but the reality is, um, you, you, you can, I mean, if you don't know how to fight, you don't know how to fight, right, I mean, you can, you can take steroids in baseball, but, I can take steroids in baseball, but I still can't hit a home run, right, so, I, <laughs> it's kind of on the, on the, same line so what happened with that job was um kurt me just got this uh the owner his brother was like in the nhl or something like that and he was such a douche like he was always just like just thought he was so cool because he was just like living off his brother and stuff so we ended up getting together i don't know like five or six other employees most of them girls and we got them all to quit at the same time uh during uh during um a dinner shift like right before the dinner shift we just all walked in as if we were gonna like actually do the dinner shift 
And then we all walked up to him at the same time. And we were just like, we're done working here. You're peace. You know, like, um, and we just, and we just walked out. And uh, that landed me uh, a sweet gig at Superstore. <laughs> With <laughs> me and Curtis, we went and got a job at Superstore, uh, you know, stocking shelves and uh, seeing who could, uh, you know, open up a cardboard box the fastest. I mean, um, I remember there was another guy that, 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 an older guy, an older gentleman, probably in his 40s working there. He was doing steroids at, uh, also. And, um, so he was telling me stuff about it and all that kind of crap. And, um, I ended up doing the exact same thing to that job. I ended up, uh, just getting really pissed off one night and me and Kurt, uh, I think Kurt just came with me just because he didn't really want to work there, but I got pissed off. I said some shit. They actually, uh, banned me from ever working at, uh, at a superstore or a Western Canadian whatever it was like a five-year ban i wasn't allowed to like i couldn't come back to calgary and get a job at superstore or anything like that so um yeah that was pretty funny and then i remember my sisters they came out to visit my dad and they were just like they just had noticed that i had gotten bigger and and i just was like yeah no i'm just taking like creatine and like lots of protein People back in the day used to think that creatine was like the shit and it used to just like, you know, make you grow. I think people just said, if you were on steroids, you just said you were on creatine just because you were embarrassed to say that you're on steroids. But like, you know, looking back on it now, it's actually kind of funny, but it did screw up a lot of things. I I, I never stopped ever doing it. You, you'd think I would be like, you know, huge, you know, and stuff like that but I'm really not I'm just average size um I quit doing all that stuff like a long time ago but it ruined a lot like I can't have kids like my um like all my my counts my sperm count is like zero it's and uh so I'll never have children I'll never be able to have children um uh I think that's uh, maybe that's all it did I mean that's about it that and um yeah, I was more I was more confident when I was on it and stuff like that. Mm, I don't know. I just like the way you looked. Um, but uh, so anyway, I spent uh, that year there and then I came back to Calgary and I'm all juiced up. And so is my other buddy. And I remember we were uh, we ended up we ended up meeting back up and he and he was like he was like oh man i gotta tell you something he's like i hooked up with your ex <laughs> i was like i was like i don't care like i don't know what you're talking like i don't care what you did it's been a year man and uh so then we actually became like even better friends and then i remember we went to um a house party at this uh girl's house it was in her basement and um he uh my buddy there he came up to me and he said and there was a bunch of guys from the city there and he was like he was like see that kid with the glasses on he's like he's like i'm going to knock that kid out <laughs> like just some random kid and that's exactly what he did he just walked up and he just he he punched him right in the face and it it started a huge brawl and i remember once everybody was fighting 
I was like, well, we better get out of here. So we were getting out of there. And the first person we see when we get to the, to the, to the front yard was, um, um, my ex, uh, and then the girl that he had actually hooked up with. And then, uh, her sister was in the car and there was a dude in the back seat. And, uh, I think I kicked her car door and, uh, and my other buddy, he punched the dude in the back seat in the face. I don't know why he did that, but he did that. So I remember, I'm pretty sure that's exactly how that went down. After that, um, after that was pretty much it for, um, for that group of people that I was hanging out with. Um, I, uh, uh, while I was away, uh, my mom ended up, uh, selling the house that we lived in and she downsized into a condo. So that's what I did. Um, I, uh, I got a condo. But it was a funny story because, oh, crap, and I'm not going to have enough, I might have enough time to talk about this, but, so when I was in Kelowna, sorry, I was hitting on one girl, her, I don't remember what her name was, but her sister's name was Megan, I know that for sure, because she was dating a guy in Olds, a long-term relationship, okay, and there was a, a website back in the day called Nexopia, and it was kind of like a dating site for for us uh, kids back then. And uh, I remember being out in Kelowna. And then this guy. He he messaged me. He, he thought. He thought that I was hitting on. Or trying to get with. His girlfriend. But I was actually just trying to get with his sister. And so. It was so funny because. In his pictures he looks like. He's all jacked. Tanned. I mean he. His traps were big, you know, all this stuff. And I'm thinking like, man, this guy probably beat the shit out of me. And, but at the same time, I was also like, I'm doing steroids. Like, you know, I, I had the same kind of men, the mentality, like, you know, this guy wants to meet me when I get back to Calgary, you know, there might be some fisticuffs involved. I don't know. So anyway, he, his pictures portrayed him as kind of like a scary looking dude. He took really close up pictures uh, I remember getting back to Calgary, uh, and he wanted to meet up and, uh, he pulls up in this, like this Ford Ranger that had like a Mustang engine in it. It was actually a pretty sick truck, but, uh, he got out of the truck and he was walking towards the house and, uh, oh my God, I was like, this guy's a nerd. He walks like a duck. He talks like a duck. He he just like it was nothing like he was in his pictures, right? Obviously, he was, I don't know, doing something with him. But anyway, we turned out to be really good friends. Um, I started working at uh, Cactus Club. Uh, that's yeah, I think that was my first job when I got back. Was I started working at Cactus Club, and I had met uh, my buddy uh, D. Oh, I'm gonna, I'll say Dorian. I met Dorian. Uh, that was the guy that was the big nerd that walked like a duck. And, um, so I guess where I'll leave this, this, uh, episode is, um, is me coming back from Kelowna being on steroids and, um, and then working at Cactus Club and, and, and then how me and 
uh, Dorian got a condo together. So all that's the story that I want to get into for the for the next episode because I don't have enough time. I can only talk for an hour. Um, but I do wanted to say that I really don't know how to get this. Um, I know I got the first episode out there, and I know that a, a few of you actually listened to it. But I don't know if I don't know about the actual like the the site that I'm putting it on. So I don't know that if you if you guys can follow it and then I just can just upload this and then you guys know that another episode comes out or if I have to like keep, you know, posting stuff on Facebook on the and then you guys uh, grabbing it from there. So. Maybe someone can uh, let me know that because <laughs> because I don't know because I know that I've had to try I already just I only put one out and I already have to avoid all these all these other websites coming at me you know wanting to like put ads and monetize and all this stuff and I'm like I'm you know I'm not looking to make money off of this I this is just I wanted to tell some stories of my life. Uh, for all my friends and uh, family, or you don't even have to be friends with me. You might even just like listening to some dude talk about, you know, like high school and going to Mexico, and then and then and then eventually starting on some steroids and and getting into a lot worse stuff. And uh, <laughs> the the so let's let's I'll end it there, and then you guys can let me know. And then if the site does let you follow it, then this will just show up, and then you guys can listen to it. But, you know, a little bit of a feedback would be nice, uh, like constructive feedback would be good. So let me know how the, the, the microphone was, if it was good, if it wasn't good. I mean, if it's not good, then whatever. Um, maybe I need to, like, uh, make more of a surrounding. I don't know if it was echoing. So uh, any kind of feedback, you know, you guys can just throw it out there on Facebook. I don't care. If, and if you're not friends with me, then add me as a friend and you can uh, say hey look dude you, you like you're you're good but you say um like a lot so stop saying um and you say so or whatever you know i don't know what i'm doing so like i said i'm not editing any of this stuff so uh we'll wrap this up and i'm gonna go uh chill with my dog because he's been uh hounding me to to go outside but because i had the the microphone this time I can just like get up and go do anything. So he probably really has to pee. Um, his name's Henry. Uh, he's always with me. So um, yeah, we'll wrap it up there. And then the, uh, episode three, we'll get into the Cactus Club, uh, more steroids, uh, uh, and the Back Alley Nightclub. And um, yeah, I really want to get into the Back Alley Nightclub. And I really want to get into... Um, and me and Dorian's, uh, year living together in, uh, the condo because there's a lot of really good stories there. And I know a lot of Chesamere, uh, people that I know came out, came out there because I was still friends with everybody from Chesamere. So I want to tell that story and I, I have a really good one about my, my buddy, I'll just call him R, but, uh, there was a, there was one night. It was so funny. This guy. Uh, so we'll wrap it up there. You guys can let me know what you think and, uh, we'll just, uh, we'll, we'll go from there. Do that. Okay. Let's end this thing and I'm done.